A new government in Israel, the fourth one in two years. What would it mean for the Middle East and the United States if another conservative government takes the majority there? And how would Joe Biden respond? We already have a few clues about a shift in U.S.-Israel policy. Well, joining us to provide some insights is Greg Roman. Mr. Roman is director of the Middle East Forum. Greg, it's good to see you again. So regardless of which party forms a government in Israel, it looks like the Biden administration policy toward Israel is already becoming Obama redux. Please explain what do you see happening? Sure. So there were three stages of the Obama administration's policy towards Israel that you can already see replicated in the first 50 some days of the Biden administration. First, it was the U.S. Uh, what, uh, adopting what I call the big brother approach. Israel, you're wronging the Palestinians. The actions you've taken under the former administration, in this case, Trump, in Obama's case, it was Bush, is not consequential or advantageous to Middle East peace. Why don't you let things be done the American way? And Biden has done this. He's already told the Israelis that they have to reallow the financing of the Palestinians. They have to be able to allow international organizations to provide cover for Palestinian incitement. And they've already gone so far as to freeze some of the major advantages that Israel's new allies, the United Arab Emirates, Sudan, Morocco, and other Sunni Arab countries obtained as a result of the, uh, uh, as a result of the Abraham Accords. The next step is then distance. But instead of having the Israelis rewarded because they try to cooperate with the administration, the Israelis are pushed away. And in this case, who knows what Biden will do, but it will consequentially be negative towards Israel. Greg, why do you think a closer relationship with the Palestinian Authority may be the wrong course of action at this point? Well, right now, we have a repeat of what happened in 2006. The Palestinians have announced their intentions to have some sort of election. This is like the 10th time that they've announced it in the last 15 years. So we don't even know if it'll come to fruition. But for the totality of the time that the last administration stopped engaging with the Palestinians, they had to start complying and facing the reality that on their own, they're having a net negative towards their ability to provide services towards the Palestinians that they're ostensibly supposed to serve and stopped with a lot of their incitement that they had been putting forth. Now, when the American administration under President Joe Biden gets in office in January and says, we're gonna pay you for all of the uh, fines in which you had to be able to suffer beforehand under the Taylor Force Act. We're going to reallow the UNRWA, the United Nations Release and Works Administration, which provides uh, countless amounts of money towards ostensibly Palestine refugees, which actually, according to the definition under international conventions, are not refugees. And last, there's no more punitive or accountability that is asked by the United States of those who receive money from it. It's a blank check for incitement, for violence, and for corrupt behavior, which will go even forward. And if there is a Palestinian election, it's very likely that Hamas will carry the day and that it'll effectively be the United States underwriting a terror administration rather than a, and I'm not saying it's, it's any better off, but a terror-ran administration rather than just a kleptocratic one like we have right now under Mahmoud Abbas. The Trump administration worked tirelessly to bring about peace between Israel and some of its Arab neighbors, the Abraham Accords. That was a huge achievement in the Middle East, yet the former president isn't given much credit for that. So what do you see happening with the accords? Will they stick? Might others join in? 
I think that one of the lessons that the Arab countries that have engaged with Israel and now exist in a post-Trump Middle East are realizing that the benefits they get from it are greater than any potential negative that may come out as a result of it. So this is one of the legacies of Donald Trump that will survive a Biden administration. However, some of the countries which were reluctant to engage with Israel, for instance, Saudi Arabia, maybe Kuwait, even some other North African countries which were on the precipice of engaging with their own treaties, I think will find themselves maybe going back a little bit because Biden is offering a cold shoulder to that idea. Of course, the big challenge is Iran. We've seen the Biden administration retaliate for rocket attacks against our troops in northern Iraq. What do you see happening there? More aggression from Iran against the U.S., escalating tensions, or a new nuclear deal with Biden? I think that Tony Blinken, the Secretary of State, with his opening hand in terms of trying to reenter the Iranian nuclear negotiations, Blinken's words and the actions of the administration, especially that of the Treasury Department, don't go along with one another. We just had a few days ago $3 billion being released by the U.S. In, in some of its facets with a sanctions waiver to the Iranian government. And now we have $6 billion, which is being considered by the South Korean government, to be released to Iran again. Now, it may not be the United States giving these concessions directly, but America's allies or acting as America's surrogates may do that as sort of an indirect offer to Iran to reapproach the table. But I'll tell you this. If Iran keeps up malevolent, malign, and violent behavior towards America's forces directly in the Middle East, like with what happened in northern Iraq through its surrogates and its Shia militias that it sponsors, or tries to continue and up the action in Yemen and other places where they have different surrogate forces, Biden will be forced to respond. If he won't, he'll be seen as a weak American president. Okay, Greg Roman of the Middle East Forum, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much.